wish to die, please raise their hands. back to nightmares and chill that i'm the singer i'm sorry you just like do it every episode i just wanted to try it at least oh, once it's okay um, i get it i am one of your hosts eddie olivares and i am jennifer paroles and you can follow us nightmares and chill everywhere at nightmares and chill Nightmares and Chill on Instagram, Nightmares Chill on Twitter. You can email us at nightmaresandchill at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And that's that. That is that. How are you, Jen? Um, I'm pretty good. What did I do? Before this, okay. I was watching um Sons of Anarchy, rewatching, re-watching as you know. It, yes. And it was the episode that Opie dies. Ooh, so spoiler I'm... alert for anyone oh, who hasn't seen Sons of Anarchy. It's fine. I'm I'm not okay. Opie plays another character in something, right? He's in um, Bates Motel, oh, that, that's The what Walking it is. Dead, a okay. show called Outsiders. Oh, she's like Opie's Remember number the one Remember the Titans. Ryan Hurst. Oh, he's great. Um, I just need to like remember he's a fictional character. Sure. That this is not Opie. Winston is not a real man. Right. But God, do I wish he was. R.I.P. Opie. We love you here. And fuck Clay o- Morrow. Okay, Clay Morrow. Sorry about that. Jax Teller hit me up, even though you're dead. Anyways, that's enough of that. I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> it's that okay. was literally like you were speaking Simlish. That's like me with you with like Harry Potter, Star we Wars. We don't talk about Harry Potter anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Star Wars. What else is <laughs> I'm kind of like over Star Wars. Too. Really? Yeah, like the last two movies. I'm The Mandalorian is, is saving it. And okay. the animated series like Clone Wars and all of that. But those last two movies like Aww. really put me off. I'm sorry. It's okay. There's a lot of things for me to obsess over still. Just before this, I was watching the newest Euphoria episode. Do you, watch, do you watch Euphoria? No, but I want to. Girl, I could not watch it. Why? It was too, like, it was hella triggering. Okay, so basically these, so, They do drugs, right? Or whatever? Yeah, but this has nothing to do with that. Oh. So these last two specials were filmed during, like, the pandemic. Okay. So it's literally just, like, two like the whole episode so like the first episode that came out last month mm-hmm. is just one of the main characters and another guy and it's literally an hour long like conversation oh. and it was like the most powerful piece of television i've ever seen in my entire life i was Aww. like sobbing and like zendaya like deserves a fucking emmy for her performance in that wow. episode and then this episode is about the other main character um played by hunter schaefer and it's like a therapy session with her and her therapist Mm -hmm. and like some of the like literally verbatim things that i have said i was just like i can't do this i literally turned it off halfway through and i was like i'm not strong enough today but oh my god it was so good wow um i need to check it out yeah it's so good it's juicy because i'm dressed like a hooker yes that's all i know (laughs) you sounded just like her (laughs) honestly you most of the time Dress like a hooker. Mm. Not today. I'm a little turtleneck. She's a little mom today. Jen got a haircut. <sighs> I did. She cut off. How many inches was that? I think it was like five or six. Holy shit. When you sent me that, my heart dropped. Really? Yeah, my, my like 
it dropped to my asshole and Why? then I had to like shove it back up. My ponytail was kind of iconic. It was iconic. Yeah. You it can't was... put it in a ponytail anymore? Mm, maybe like a little baby one. Oy. But but the actual like Ariana Grande ponytail, oh she's, my re- gosh, she's, she's, retired. she's retired for a bit. You cut your hair this short a couple years ago. I did. And I, you had the same I reaction. I remember I had a heart attack. You I said like, like your ponytail. I was like, <laughs> I know. she's. Um. You should have. You donated your hair, obviously. The lady kept it. I think she's going to give it to somebody okay. to donate like, it. Yeah. You didn't donate it. Why don't I have it? No, I think she's going to. Why, why do you want it? So I could play the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> do you want it? I can get it for you. No, I don't. Oh. What the fuck am I going? That's creepy. Can I think you she's going to donate it. She didn't want to okay, cut good. it. She was like, she was like, I, I don't want to be the person to cut your hair. I'm like, it's, it's okay. Like it. it'll grow back. She's like, I don't want to do this. That is spooky. It Nightmares and chill. Literally, yeah. So inches gone. Same. <gasps> Wait, I had to talk oh, about one iconic thing that I was so excited to talk about on the podcast, which okay. I think everyone knows. Bitch. What? Bitch, there is a new gay icon among us. Oh, I, <laughs> I want you to say it. Miss Jojo Siwa, bitch, came out of the closet, ran out of the closet. I know. I fucking, my mouth, I have Jojo Siwa tissues, and I was like, oh, cute. I'm gonna cry. Right. Bitch, she posted a little TikTok of her mm-hmm. just like dancing along to Born This Way by Miss Lady Gaga. Oh. And. <laughs> Miss Stephanie Joanne Angelina Germanata. And oh, he <laughs> yeah, threw it yeah, all we're, the we're names. In gover- we're on government name basis. Oh, love that. Um, yeah. And everyone was like, did JoJo Shiva just come out? And she never said, like, bitch, I'm gay. I'm, right. You know. But then the next day, she posted a picture. You, you, you saw the tweet. The t-shirt? She, yeah. She yeah. tweeted a picture. She's like, my cousin just sent me this shirt. And it says, I love my gay cousin. Mm-hmm. Bitch. <laughs> Where the fuck do I get them shirts? <laughs> <laughs> That's I everything. Know. That's wild. That was crazy. I know. Anyway, I was so excited to talk about that. Yeah. Like, I was like, let's just do a whole episode on JJ. J- JJ. Jojo Siwa. How old is she? Out. 17? She's 17. Wow, good for her. And like, that is such a big deal for it. Like, can you imagine if like fucking Hannah Montana had come out? Like, right. Like, that is crazy. I'm already know that there's going to be so many parents like super upset. Oh, dude, 100%. It's going to be crazy. 100%. But like that so is sad. such a ballsy thing to do. Yeah. Good for her. Ugh, Way to so go, crazy. Jojo. She's a listener. She loves us. She, she follows us. Loves us. Yeah. Oh my God, can you hey, imagine girl. if one day we got a tweet like, Jojo oh Siwa mentioned you. <laughs> She's like, thank you guys. I think I would kill myself. That'd be ever. I'd be like, oh, I can't live. No, you no, you would start like living like probably really great because you probably get sponsors and That's shit. That's true. More listeners. That's true. Unless she goes downhill because of coming out, and then no one listens to Jojo Siwa anymore. I hope she'll be okay. She's gonna be. She's fine. gonna be fine. She's, She's her bitch. brand is she thriving is at every store you could possibly think of. Mm-hmm. You went to Target, bitch. Jojo Siwa. Five below, bitch. She's and any there. product you want. She's any product. Maybe except like tampons. tampons. <laughs> Yep. Did you know there are Hannah Montana tampons? Really? There, uh, someone on TikTok was like, <laughs> "I have the limited edition rare Hannah Montana tampons." Bitch, why the fuck didn't I know about that shit? I didn't. I never heard about that. That's cute though. That's everything. Those are probably like really. He says they're worth. Like I tried googling them, I couldn't even find them. Oh shit, that's iconic. Having your own tampons, please. <sighs> Can you imagine nightmares and chill tampons? They're just like black, super bloody. Oh, oh yeah, that too. That's kind of cute. It's cute. And then you just don't know if you actually bled through them yeah, because they're like, already oh. red. There it is. Our Love colors that. are red and black, so it is cute. Love that. Ooh. One day. One day. 
Okay, Anywho. so anyway, that was like the main tea that I wanted to talk today. I think you covered all the bases. Yeah, this is, this is it. We have a jam-packed episode today. We truly do. We should get to it. Huh? What are we talking about, girl? So as, uh, whoa, right now, Richard Ramirez is kind of a hot <sighs> topic. Kukui. Yeah, literally. Um, So we thought we would cover, maybe not him because Netflix kind of did it. Yeah, that's, you know? we thought about yes. it. Yes, and- Eddie, Eddie brought it up for sure. But I think, you know, our route is going to be a little bit more spicier. Right. So tonight I'm going to be covering the Cecil Hotel. Bitch, who is she? Mm-hmm. And Eddie. Oh, yeah. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> um, I'm actually going to cover the sequel to The Shining, Miss Dr. Sleep. Oh, we love that. Honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. I, we, for some reason, we never saw this movie in theaters. And we had like talked about going to see it. Yes. Um, and it just it, it came out around Halloween. Usually October is pretty jam packed yeah, for us. We do a lot. We're pretty booked and busy. Mm, um, so we just never got around to seeing it. But I remember seeing like promotions for it and always being like, oh, I can't wait to see it. I remember when yeah. the trailer came out, I was like, that looks fucking dope. Yeah. And then recently I was just like dragging out, like watching it. It was on mm-hmm. HBO Max and I watched it last night finally. And girl, you loved it. I loved it. Great. She's everything. Good. So we obviously have a little hotel theme tonight. Yes, exactly. In case you didn't get it. Yeah. So tonight uh, we decided that I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Just just for shits Talk and giggles, hotel, you know. Hotel magic. So should we just jump right in? Yeah. Let's do it. Jojo Siwa is waiting. Jojo Siwa is waiting. What if she was the new owner of the Cecil Hotel? Oh my God. And it wait. was like the Siwa Hotel. <laughs> wait. <laughs> Everyone gets a bow and they check in. Bitch. Jojo Siwa, don't <laughs> steal that. Okay, you ready? Yes. Let's go. Okay, so the Cecil Hotel, Cecil Hotel, excuse me. I just changed the name to Siwa Hotel. The Siwa Hotel. It is located in beautiful downtown Los Angeles. <laughs> Don't drag her like that. <laughs> it's it's great. She has some, you know, she's got some personality. She does. She's 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 a good girl. <laughs> oh, she, that was like you was gagging to say that. Da- beautiful downtown LA. Which we, we if in case you guys don't know, we are um we live in the LA area. LA area so we're very so familiar we know with her. DTLA. Ooh. She's a local. She is a local. Yeah, so I've I've been inside this hotel. Okay, I love that. So, you know, like I've I've been in this area. Love that. She yeah. is one of the ghosts that haunts it. Yeah. Um, took a little took a night off. Okay, so this is a hotel. It opened its doors in nineteen twenty seven. Oh my god, she is historic. She's an old girl. Mm-hmm. Originally, this hotel was built, like for many other hotels, tourists and people in town for business. But a hotel started out with such promise will turn into a hotel known for its occupants, which some now infamous, who one we may have mentioned earlier, you know. Jojo Siwa? Yes. It's also, it's a gritty location, excuse me. And it's sometimes scary and dark incidents. A lot of spooky things have happened there. What's that from? You know. A lot of spooky things have happened. Oh my God! Yeah, I do you know do. this. You do. What you do? What movie is it? Focus, focus. Oh, Allison. Duh. Allison. Allison. Kiss me. I'm mm-hmm. Allison. So after being open for five years, the Great Depression hit and it soon affected the area surrounding the hotel. Love that. Yeah. Then Skid Row, not the band, which if you don't know, people who are not from here that might not know, sure. it's a very, it's a neighborhood populated by a lot of homeless people. Yeah. It's a big homeless community, if you want to say that. It's, it's really, it's really sad. It's really it's sad. Really and sad. it's still there to the, I mean, yeah. you, every time you pass it or like 
get it's off just, the freeway. Yeah, it's the like sidewalk tense. is just tense. Yep, like Eddie said, just tense and people camped out. It's a really sad. To all my um, Little Shopper Horror fans, the opening number is literally called Skid Row. And there's oh. a whole song about living in Skid Row and how shitty it is. Really? Yeah. Because oh. they're poor. Poor. Oh, my life, I've always been poor. <laughs> I keep asking God what I'm for. Okay, so Skid Row made the hotel in a very undesired part of town. Because as we said, it's a little bit dark and... She's a little drink. It's, yeah. So if you're not from LA, and I've never been to the Cecil or downtown LA area. It's not in the best part of downtown LA, but there's definitely worse areas in downtown LA. Sure. I, I would say. Yeah. Right? You absolutely. think so too? Um, I've been there, like I said. I've been in the lobby of the hotel. Did you stay there or you just went no, because we it just, was the Cecil? It's a Cecil. We just walked in there. But you won't catch me spending a night there. That's for damn sure. No, really? No. I So it's the gross. Cecil Hotel is closed down right now for renovation. Yeah. But I deadass wanted to like, how fun would it have been to record this episode in the Cecil Hotel? Maybe maybe not sleep there, but record. You yeah. wouldn't do it? You wouldn't sleep there? I don't want to be in downtown LA. Bitch, we in a hotel on the like thirty second floor. They ain't gonna come get us. A lot of shitty things happen there. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, that's it's true. Bad. Okay, I'll do it. Me and Eric will do it. Okay. <laughs> Eric so said, "Nope." The Cecil is advertised um, for having seven hundred rooms, and it was the infer- inspiration for season five of American Horror Story titled "Hotel," starring who was that girl again? Stephanie Joanne Angelina Germanotta. Her, aka Lady Gaga. There we go. The one and only. The one and only. The show Ghost Adventures also filmed an episode there, as well as many others. Yeah, like, Do you watch that show? Um, I've seen episodes. Like yeah. whenever sometimes it's on. Yeah, it's whatever. Oh. The host guy bothers me. Um the Love hotel that. would experience its first incident in nineteen thirty one when a guest committed suicide by consuming poison. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. In the forties and fifties, more suicides occurred, which led to the hotel earning the nickname the suicide, which kinda cool. Is it? No, it's all cool. <laughs> the suicide, the suicide squad, maybe. Oh my god. Yeah, so it's called the uh, suicide. So we stayed there for a night. What? Uh, so we stayed there for a night. Ooh, the suicide really? squad. Oh, that's no. <laughs> just kidding. It's called the suicide. That's sad. Okay, it also became a hot spot for drugs, prostitution, and adultery. Yes, bitch. Mm-hmm. Here are some incidents that took place in the hotel. Oh, I'm scared. I made a little timeline for you. They wow. all go in order. Love that. So here we go. In 1937, the body of Grace E. Magro jumped to her death and was found wrapped in telephone wires. Oh, my God. I know. Isn't that kind of wild? Could you imagine seeing that? No. Yeah, no. All right. So next. In 1944, 19-year-old Dorothy Jean Purcell threw her newborn son from the <gasps> window. <sighs> Dorothy, I do not know about that. Yeah. Dorothy, Michael Jackson. Dorothy Jean did not know she was pregnant and woke up in the middle of the night with stomach pains. She was sharing a room with her 38-year-old boyfriend, a shoe salesman named Ben Levine. Ava Levine. Yeah. She didn't want to disturb him, so she went to the bathroom, delivered the baby alone. Oh, treated like a real woman of the 1940s. <laughs> I don't want to wake up my husband. He's sleeping. I'll just have this baby in quiet. I know. Dorothy Jean thought the baby was uh, stillborn, and that's when she got the got rid of the body by <laughs> but throwing turns it. Turns out she was stillborn. <laughs> that's mean. And that's when she got rid of the body by throwing it out her balcony window. I cannot. She says, "Skeet." Yeah. The baby was found dead on a roof next to the building. She was arrested, and psychologists determined she was mentally confused, and she was eventually found not guilty by reasons of insanity. Oh. 
That'll get you out of some shit. Yeah. Happens a lot with, well, you know, with moms. We've yeah. covered that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in 1947, a very famous woman was seen sitting at the bar located inside the hotel oh, days before her murder. Oh, bitch. Elizabeth Short. Yes, Miss Black Dahlia. Mm-hmm. AKA the Black Dahlia. Rumor has it she was meeting movie producers there to discuss featuring her in a film. A few days later, she was found murdered. Ugh, me. Okay. <laughs> Let's hope not. Poor girl. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah. She's in hotel. Yeah, right? She yeah. Is. Um, in 1962, 27-year-old Pauline Auden, we'll go with that, Okay, was arguing with her estranged husband in a room on the ninth floor of the hotel. After Auden's husband left, she wrote a suicide note and jumped from her window. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, at this point, they're like, shouldn't we bar these windows? I know, right? Something. It's, yeah. Like, damn, after the baby, I would have been like, that's bad press. Yeah, I guess. Put some caution tape. Yes. Her estranged husband, George Giannini. Giannini? hmm George Giannini was walking directly below the window right as she jumped. So his wife landed on him. They were both killed instantly. Damn. Isn't that wild? That's fucking nuts. Like, Poli- how? I know. Like, what are the odds? Police initially thought this was a double suicide case. They both jumped right, together. Of course. But George still had his hands in his pockets which was not consistent with someone falling nine stories. You wouldn't keep your hands in your pockets. You know what I mean? Hmm. You know what I mean? You get it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah. So police discovered this was in fact a suicide that had caused an accidental death. And yeah, it was she got just, aim. Yeah. Oh my God, honestly. Like, like what? Like, that's wild. She said, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Literally. Okay. In 1964, retired telephone operator... Her name was Pigeon Goldie, nickname. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Was a regular around the hotel as she was known to feed the local pigeons at a nearby park. Love that. She was found dead in her room. Oh, don't love that. She was assaulted, stabbed, and strangled. The room was ransacked and the police found her L.A. Dodgers cap and a paper bag full of bird seeds. Oh my God, that's so fucking sad. I know. Her murder is still unsolved. Damn, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, isn't that, I know. That's, that's so sad. Yeah. Like, just, I mean, I know we talk about it all the time because we literally talk about so many unsolved murders, but, like, fuck, to, like, have, like, an extreme murder like that, like, an assault and all of that, I and, know. like, not, nothing, no closure. Yeah, no closure. Um, In 1976, this one is, whoa, 26-year-old Jeffrey Thomas Paley, or Pally, we are not sure, a former mental patient, purchased mm. a rifle. He climbed to the rooftop of the Cecil Hotel and fired 15 rounds um, to the street below. He was arrested and nobody was injured by the gunshots. After his arrest, he claimed he never intended to harm anybody. He just wanted to prove how easy it is, even a person with with mental health issues, to purchase a firearm. Okay, Mr. Political. Yeah. That was but he wild. didn't kill anybody? No, he just wanted to prove, like, anyone can get a fucking gun. Damn. He was just trying to show that, like, like I should not have a gun. Here I am with the rifle. That's crazy. Yeah. Catch me doing that next week. Aye. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> in 1988, 28-year-old salesman Robert Sullivan was arrested at the hotel when the body of 32-year-old nurse Terry Francis Craig was found in their home. Sullivan was checked in under a different name, but the police were able to track him down. That's wild. So he tried to hide out there, but mm-mm. mm-mm. Okay, here we go. Oh, no. Maybe the most infamous guest at the Cecil Hotel? Jojo Siwa? No. Oh. You want to guess again? 
Um, okay. You know, you know. Girl, it's Richie. It's Richie. Beep, beep, Richie. Yes, Richard Ramirez. So, oh, wait, not yet, actually. Uh Oh, we're going to take it back a little (laughs) bit. One before. We're going to take it back. He's next. In the early 1990s, that's when I was born. Rich, me too. You, to all of us. Wait. Eric, that's not early. That's Mm, mid. we, We count. Um, Australian serial killer and journalist, oh. Jock, Jock, Jack. She said, she said she went to Paris. <laughs> Jock. <laughs> Jack Unterweger, we'll go with that, was a guest at the Cecil Hotel. He murdered 11 prostitutes oh my in God. Vienna, Prague, and LA, often by strangling them. Wait, I've never even heard of this. Me vato. either. Me either. So that's the curb between 1990 and 1992. So you weren't even around. So you, my brother and I were here. That's about it. His first murder was in 1974, but he was released as a successfully re-socialized prisoner. After he murdered somebody? Yes. That can happen? Yes. Um, Jack stayed at the Cecil Hotel while he worked for an Australian magazine uh, while writing stories about crime in L.A. He used his leverage as a reporter to get ride-alongs with LAPD and drive around some of the areas that would become his future stomping grounds for committing crimes. That's so crazy. Yeah. He used a distinct ligature, which made him the prime suspect to three homicides in the L.A. area, which led to his arrest in Miami in 1994. Love that. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Not Australia. Austria. <laughs> Austria. <laughs> Fucking dead. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Thank God. Yeah. Finally, some justice. On the night of his sentencing, he hanged himself behind bars using the same knot he used on his victims. Ooh. Isn't that spooky? That's ugly. Why have I never heard of this? Dude, me too. 11 victims? 11. And um, they were all prostitutes? Prostitutes. So kind of like Jack the Ripper style. Yeah. Yeah, Austria, not Australia. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, Australia. Yeah, sorry, Australia. But yeah, that's They got enough to worry awful. about with them giant spiders. Oh, I know. And um, kangaroos and shit. Are you scared of kangaroos? No, it was a joke. I feel like somebody is, right? Because of their pouch. Have you seen like what their pouch looks like? Nasty. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Now, the man of the hour. We jumped the gun. We did. I'm sorry. I got excited. Richard Ramirez. This is his little portion. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like I said, probably the most famous guest at this hotel. Not for good reasons. I was going to say. At all. At all. He's a disgusting human being. So during his killing spree, which took place from 1984 to 85 in L.A. and San Francisco, mostly in L.A., Mm -hmm. Richard Ramirez, a.k.a. the Night Stalker, often stayed at the Cecil Hotel. Ramirez was a self-proclaimed Satanist who broke into people's homes, murdered them, and committed awful acts against both adults and children. Children? I didn't I didn't yeah. know. Well, and then they explained it in the, in the show, yes. which I was like, how the fuck have I never heard yeah. about that? So you, you watched the Night I Stalker did. series. I did. Did you yeah. watch it? It's really good. Oh my you god, it was it. so it it was spooky. Yeah. I wish they spent more time on him. Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, it's kind of cool to like the victims, the no, victims I get, get it. like a good portion. But I wish like but one. But I episode... agree, like they should have done like two more episodes. Yeah. I agree. They, the last episode is like what? His like his main episode. Yeah, and it was kind of like the towards the half it yeah. was like his part. Yeah. yeah. But it, overall it was it was very well done. No, it, it wasn't was, boring. It was good. Yeah, no, it wasn't it was, boring. It was really good. That one iconic lady with her, the heart her glasses. name was with the heart glasses. Yeah, she was great. The dumbest bitches ever, whatever she said. Oh my God, everything. Oh my God, I don't know. 
But the children part, yeah, we were all sh- shook. I know. Um, it is said that he killed 30 women and committed other Damn. awful crimes. Yeah. Killed 30 women. Yeah. I think that's even like a low ball number. That's fucking um, So during this time, rooms were only 14 bucks a night. Bitch. I know. And the area around the hotel was known for being a popular hangout for drug addicts and criminals. So Richard Ramirez did not stick out like at all. Right. He just like blended in yeah, with the he, crowd. Mm-hmm. He was at home there. He never bothered any of the guests or committed any crimes there, but the Cecil was home for him. Ramirez stayed there after he killed his last victim. Oh my God. Yeah. He threw away his bloody clothes in the hotel's dumpster and walked through the hotel in his underwear. But to them, that wasn't anything out of the norm. They were like, whatever. That is so crazy. But because this was LA in a rough area, this was not out of the norm, like I said. Um, he had a room on the 14th floor where he would just hang out, smoke weed, and listen to ACDC. Oof. He was arrested August 31st in 1985, and he's dead now. Thank God. He di- what year did he die? I forgot. I don't remember. A couple years ago. I should have wrote it down, but yeah. Kind of recent. But yeah, big piece of shit. He's in the media a lot right now because of the Netflix yeah, series, but... Yeah, and like growing up in this area, you know, mm-hmm. we have like a lot of stories that people know and yes. shit. So. Yeah, you said you... so. One of the victims' houses is very close to yeah. very close to where we are. Yeah, and then also my dad. So one of the victims, I forgot her name, and I'm so sorry. But one of his later victims was one of my dad's patients at the hospital that he works at, mm-hmm. and like he like saw like her indents like around her wrists and her like ankles, mm-hmm. and like ugh, how scary. Yeah, it's awful. He was a terror in the city. And like my my dad told me about it. He was like, yeah, he was like, it was a really scary time because he yeah. was just hitting up like any house. Like he didn't yeah. care what race you well, were, he, who he you were. He made or... that quote where he's like, if if your door's open, it's an invitation. Yeah. If your door's not locked, it's an invitation. Like yeah. what a scary fucking thing to say. Yeah. So, but he's... And the women who like sought after him and shit, like no. Yeah, and the women who still continue to do that or like buy merch with his face on it, mm-hmm. like I'm sorry, I'm or calling any you out. Serial yeah, killer, any serial killer no. that you buy merch with, like I don't care. We talk about this all the time, like I Jen know. and I. But yeah, like nothing will frustrate me more than like people who just like think it's like like you can be obsessed with like true crime, true crime, and murder documentaries and all that. But like once you start like idolizing these serial killers or thinking like it's fun to like wear shirts with their face on it like you're a fucking freak yeah that's a different like these people did really awful things awful to things. people and like and to children like to if children. We're, we're talking about Richard Ramirez yeah and you're gonna go out there and have like a pop socket with his face on it right what's wrong with you like think if one of his victims family saw that yeah like how would you feel you know think about it's just what if I saw that disgusting and I punched you in the face right it's just no I don't care if it's a Manson shirt, if it's anything to yeah. get, get rid of that And shit. this has nothing to do with fictional murderers, okay? Like, like we're not talking about that. We're no, talking no, about, no. Like, real, real life, life murderers. Real yeah. life. In case anyone, yeah. like, misconstrues this for, well, you know, like, I wear, like, a Michael Myers shirt. Yeah, that's fictional. No, that's, yeah. But it's not real. There's, like, stan accounts for, like, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. And shit. Like, Vice did a little thing, a video about it with some girl who runs, like, the most popular one. Really? She's, like, yeah. I'll show it to you. It's 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 spooky. Okay, sorry. I, yeah. We got it's okay. Here. No, it's okay. But you should watch it. Vice it. I'll send it to you. Okay, yeah, send it to me. It's crazy. Okay. So, oh, another very infamous story. Okay, let's in do our it. lifetime. This was only seven years ago. Or sorry, eight years now. Ooh. In 2013. Oy. You probably know about this elevator. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. we're talking about the Cecil. 
Yes. So back yeah, to the oh, yeah. Sorry. I was like, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. In 2013, uh-huh. 21-year-old student Elisa Lam was found dead and naked in a water tank on the rooftop of the Cecil Hotel. God, scary. Her body was discovered after guests complained about low water pressure and the odor and taste of mm-hmm, the water. Of the water. The coroner listed Lam's death as drowning. But the events surrounding her final days and hours were so mysterious that people think um, something more sinister must have took place before she died. Right. If you guys have not seen the elevator footage, you it's should watch so it. Scary. It's very spooky. It's very unsettling. I recommend watching it, but it's 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 a little yeah. It's it's a lot. But it's a lot. It's, it's on. It's literally on YouTube. It's, yeah, and it's, it's like very it popular. looks like it was so, on the news. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, she like goes into the elevator and is kind of like looking around as if like someone is like chasing her or like after yeah. her. And then also the whole thing, the whole reason why people are confused is because the the water tower thing, like the lid is so heavy yeah. that there is no way she could have like moved it herself. Yeah. Which I mean, what? I know. How the hell does this hotel have so many stories? And they're not just like little like things here. Like, like they're yeah. like. I, I was going to use the word iconic, which I mean. No, but I, but, I know what you mean. But, oh they're, my God. they're heavy. They're, yeah. Crazy. Um, so Lamb traveled alone from Vancouver to LA and went missing shortly after she got to the hotel. Like Eddie said, there's footage of Lamb in the elevator and was released by police. Her behavior was quite strange, like Eddie just described. She appeared panicked and nervous and she pushes the buttons for several floors at the same time. Kind of oh. how like a little kid would yeah, do it, you know? Like when you light them all up. Yeah. And she like peeks out the door like she's looking for something yeah. or someone. She then hides in the corner of the elevator, appears to be talking to somebody off camera. When the doors fail to close, she exits elevator and does not reappear. And she kind of like jumps out of the elevator. Like she like jumps the line. It's it's really weird. That's so, she was 21, you said? 21, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, theories emerged that she was being chased by a potential killer or that she was suffering a manic bipolar episode. In her belongings, there were several medications found for bipolar disorder. You know she, she did not. I No, I'm sorry. She did not have any drugs or alcohol in her system, only prescription drugs that were prescribed um, antidepressants. The pills she was taking were known to cause manic episodes. Ooh. Till this day, no one is certain how she got into the water tank. Like I said, the lid is very heavy and you can't open it alone. And rooftop access is only for employees only. Yep, so so no one knows till this day what exactly um, happened to her. That is crazy. Yeah. That was 2013? Yeah. So that's the last major event that happened at the hotel. Um, so in 2011, two years before that, the Cecil was rebranded as the Stay, Stay on, on Main, complete with the new website and the old website expired in 2013. In February 2017, um, L.A. deemed it as a historical cultural monument because of the architecture of the building. Love that for so, her. So, you know, she's... Who's she's her a, publicist? She's an icon. So, future plans for the hotel. Oh, man. In 2014, the hotel was sold to New York City hoteler Richard Bourne for $30 million. That's a steal. In 2016, Matt Barron, president of Simon Barron Development, said he was committed to preserving the architecture. He didn't want to change any of the, like, historical features of right. it. He wanted to keep, like, the uniqueness of mm-hmm. it. But he is planning to fix some work that was kind of shoddy, in his opinion. Renovate the rooms. And he wants to add a gym, a lounge, and a rooftop pool. This should be done sometime this year. Really? Well. Mm-hmm. Not if Miss Corona yeah. has anything to do with it. Yeah. And that is the history of the Cecil Hotel. Miss Cecil. Yeah, girl. That is so spooky. That's a lot of stuff. But yeah, that's that. Like everyone from like 
fucking the Black Dahlia to Richard Ramirez. Yeah. To Jojo Siwa. To Jojo Siwa. She killed it. That is crazy. Yeah. Well, dang. Love that. Okay, guys. So today I'm going to be covering um, the 2019 film Dr. Sleep, which is mm-hmm. the sequel to Stephen King's novel, The Shining, and a sequel to the 1980 film adaptation of the same name directed by Stanley Kubrick. So there's a lot of lore that goes into The Shining. And honestly, this episode could easily be like five hours long just talking about like The Shining and everything that went on. But infamously, Stephen King was not a fan of The Shining movie that Stanley Kubrick did. And he wrote... Do you know why exactly? Um, he, I mean, just in general, Stephen King just is not a fan of like any of like the movie adaptations, like real, like usually. Oh, but I think it's because he, The Shining changes a lot. Like the movie, Stanley changed a lot from the from the book, I from the original it. source material. That's frustrating. He was in Sons of Anarchy in one episode. Stephen, Stephen King? King, yeah, he loves his cameos. Let me tell you, he got rid of the the body of Gemma's dad's nurse. Yeah, he was just like creepy. What you would think he would play? Gotcha. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah, we love Stephen King. That's wild. <laughs> so, yeah. So this movie is both a sequel of the book and the movie. So okay. Mike Flanagan, um, who Ooh, we love is the director. So if you don't know who that is, he is the mastermind behind Haunting of Hill House. He also did um, the Oculus movie. I also think he directed one of the Ouija movies. I think so. And yeah. Hush. And Hush, which he did with his wife, mm-hmm. uh, Katie Seagal. Yeah. And then obviously he also um, did, he spearheaded uh, the second season which of Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Blind Manor. Yep. So he's a little spooky guy. Um, and I think he, he does such good work. His, I like him. His character work and like his um, media that he does is fantastic. Like... Not only is it like spooky in a way that he doesn't use jump scares, and when they do, they're really well crafted. Like yeah. that jump scare in Haunting of Hill House, like the couch one. Mm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I oh, remember. My God, it literally scared the shit out of me. He's just he's just so good. Haunting of Hill House was like fire, dude. Yeah, amazing. I loved like, it. Yeah. Um, wish I could say the same about Haunting of Bly Manor. <sighs> I couldn't. I didn't even finish it. You didn't. No, oh, I finished you it. Did, yeah. I should finish. I had it. to finish it for the gays. Oh, God, yeah, I remember now. Sorry. <laughs> I was confused. I forgot. First. I had to finish it for Miss Jojo Siwa. <laughs> oh. Um, so anyway, so yeah. So he had the hard job of somehow making a sequel that would both take from the source material, which Stephen King's book. So Stephen King's sequel is a sequel from his book, okay. The Shining, which is very different from the Stanley Kubrick movie. Mm-hmm. But Mike Flanagan's movie is a sequel to both the book and the movie. So he had to borrow from both and kind of mesh it together. And at some times it kind of, it, th- th- those are like the weakest parts of the movie okay. where you can kind of tell yeah. it's like what's going on. But I think as a hardcore Shining fan, um, I really enjoyed this movie. Good. So anyway, so let's get into this guy. This movie stars... Who the fuck does a star girl? Okay, so um, we got, get to revisit one of cinema's iconic characters, Danny Torrance, mm-hmm. played by Ewan McGregor, Mister Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. What do you know? Like, who's your like? What's your go to movie when you think of Ewan McGregor? Um, Reason Dragatic. What's it called? Spotter. Transpotting. 
<laughs> yeah, spotter. Love that. Yeah, I think that's yeah. That's a good one for me. It's Moulin Rouge, Christian Moulin, as in the Disney mm-hmm. princess. Exactly, exactly. And then this movie stars Rebecca Ferguson as Rose the Hat. She was, I mean, you guys not know, but she was in The Greatest Showman. She plays one of the. She sings that song. Never enough. Never, never. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, the really iconic song. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, Kylie Curran, who plays. I thought you were going to say Kylie Jenner. I was <laughs> disturbed. Are... She plays <laughs> Wendy Torrent. <laughs> Kylie Curran, uh, who plays Abra Stone. And then Cliff Curtis, who plays Billy Freeman. Cliff Curtis. Cliff Curtis. And there's a wow. whole bunch of other casts, but okay. they are not billed at the top, so we will not talk about that. Oh. <laughs> Just wow. kidding. Okay, so let's start. Did I say when this movie came out and all that? If I yes. didn't, okay. came out 2019. It was released the week before Halloween. Mm-hmm. It underperformed. It didn't do well. I think... They were just like expecting like people like who loved The Shining to go see it. Yeah. But again, like a lot of those people are a lot older now. True. And it just it just didn't it just did not do well in theaters. And and again, like even us, like we wanted to see it and we just didn't see it. I know. It. We just didn't have that like urgency to right. want to go see it. Yeah. Um, and right. I, I really wish I saw it in theaters because I loved it so much. Aww. So this movie opens up with um first of all the icon the iconic shining theme song. And it Starts off in uh, Florida in 1980, Ooh. and uh, a little girl steps out of an RV. She's like camping at some lake with her family, and she's like, "I'm gonna go pick some flowers." And she stumbles upon a woman who's like sitting like at the lake, and mm-hmm. she's like singing. And the woman hands her a flower and starts making some friendly small talk with her and being like, "Hi, how are you?" and "What's your name?" "I'm Rose." Blah 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 blah. You know, predator shit. Um, and then the mystery woman asks if she wants to see her do some magic. And while she's performing these tricks, um, various like people start to surround her and like a little girl, like will look to the corner and like there's three people and then she'll look back and now there's five people and they Mm -hmm. keep like inching closer to her. And then the little girl like starts freaking out and she's like, I actually have to go and like Rose, the mysterious woman, her name's Rose. She's Mm -hmm. like, no, don't go. And then. They all like rush in on her and they attack her. So then we jump to the title card and we are brought back to the Overlook Hotel. And the cool thing about this movie is that it's it like borrows like exact scenes from The Shining. Oh, that's cool. Um, And they just like digitally like modified it to make it look older and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it was really cool. And we are brought back to the Overlook Hotel and we see Danny riding his like little trike um, over the like iconic carpet. Mm -hmm. And he's like going through the halls. He passes room 237 and we see like the scary ghost woman. If you if you've seen The Shining, you you know what I'm talking about. And she begins to like come out of the room and this like ends up scaring Danny and he wakes up and he's having a nightmare. And we learn that he is like in a new bedroom and he ends up walking to the bathroom and he sees the same woman again. So he like freezes in fear and he like pees his pants. And then his mom, Wendy, comes over to check in on him. And it's really cool. Like the actors that they got to play these roles, like didn't really feel like like they were mimicking the performance, Uh but like also... The girl who they had cast as Wendy, like, has, like, the Shelley Duvall voice, like, spot on. Oh. Like, she's like, Jack, what are you doing? Or what, you yeah. know, like, it sounds exactly like her. It was so crazy. But oh. She doesn't really look like her, but she sounds like her. Mm-hmm. She has all her mannerisms down. 
So she asks him if he's okay, but he doesn't answer. And she's like, you need to talk again. You haven't talked, you know, since we left the hotel. And we don't know how long they've been staying at this house. Mm-hmm. Um, and for people who haven't seen The Shining, you know, uh, this little boy and his mom, um, their the husband, the dad character, ends up going crazy and tries to kill them in this hotel. Mm-hmm. And they manage to escape. So the next day, Danny is in a park bench talking to... Um, there's a lot of characters in this movie that were in the first movie. So um, Dick uh, Holleran, who was like the head chef in the first movie that mm-hmm. he like befriends. So he's talking to him and uh, they're kind of talking about how they both like have the, sh- the Shining. And for those who haven't seen The Shining, The Shining is like a power that Danny has that he calls The Shining, which is like a like psychic abilities. He can like see dead people and he can like yep. have visions and he can he can do a lot of magical stuff. So obviously Dick died in the first movie. So Dan- Danny's talking to a ghost mm-hmm. and he's um, shares with him some advice on how to stop from him seeing like these ghosts or like these intruders that he has in his mind. And he's like, why don't you just visualize a box in your brain and lock the ghosts in it? That way they can't come out and mm-hmm. that they're stored in your brain that way. So Danny ends up doing that and it seems to work. So now we jump to 2011 and uh, Danny's an adult man played by Aaron McGregor mm-hmm. and he is a hot ass mess he's an alcoholic just like his father love he's a drug user he's like sh- doing some cocaine mm. love that and he's also a thief so he ends up having like a one night stand with this woman who is a single mother and like the baby like comes out of the room and he like puts the baby on the bed and then he steals from her wallet so he is like that's sturdy yeah it's sad and like even um dick who keeps like showing up like he's like his jiminy cricket his like consciousness he's like Uh really should you be doing that come on danny and he's like i have no choice Uh. so we meet back with the mysterious woman from earlier we learn that she is named rose the hat that is her full name and she is a leader of a cult called true not true not cult and basically, these are a cult of um, psychics or a cult of people who also have the shining, who extend their lifespan by consuming the steam from people who have the shining. So the steam is like their essence and stuff like that. Okay. And um, the shining is most potent when you're a kid. So they pray after kids. Oh. Yeah. And it's, it's, there's some ugly scenes in this movie. Really? Yeah. So now we're introduced to, uh, a little girl named Abra who is gifted with the shining and it's her birthday party. And for some reason, both Danny and Rose can feel like a connection with her. Like okay. their shinings all connect. Mm-hmm. And, and in this movie, so this movie is told in like three parts. So it's Abra's story, Rose's story and Danny's story. So it goes, it cuts back and forth to all of these. Mm-hmm. So we end up meeting this character named, oh, I forgot what her name was. Let me find it. Cause it's actually kind of important. Eric, you can, make this sound better okay so we jump to rose who one of the cult members who's like her boo thing his name's crow daddy or like yeah crow the daddy something like that okay they go to like this movie theater to stalk out this um person that they believe also has shining Mm -hmm. abilities and uh it's this woman named annie the snake bite 
And she is this she's this 15-year-old girl who lures predators. So what she does is she like messages men mm-hmm. like through like Tinder or whatever and gets them to come meet her on a date even though they know that she's a minor. And then what she does is she like steals from like she she has the power to hypnotize people mm-hmm. kind of like like the force. She can like make you do whatever you want to do. Okay. So she does that to these men and then she ends up cutting their like cheeks and leaving them like a snake bite like kind of look so she's kind of a badass Mm -hmm. but they're like oh damn this bitch is like powerful yeah so they end up kidnapping her and they convince her to join their cult so danny ends up deciding that he wants to start a a new life he wants to start over in a small town in new hampshire because he's like hit rock bottom he's like i need to get help so he literally like takes the bus to this town in new hampshire and he ends up meeting this man named billy who billy kind of like sees himself in him he's like okay this man's like an alcoholic who's trying to like better himself Mm -hmm. so he tries to help him out he finds him like a really cheap place to live and is like "I'm, i'm gonna help you out man we're gonna be friends so then Rose and the True Knot end up performing a ritual on the beach to turn the girl into one of them. The best way I can describe it is like they're turning these like people into like vampires almost. Okay. So what she promises is that like this cult can, as long as they eat well, they can live forever. And by eating, they mean like the, the children. Yeah. So even to this day, Danny continues to see ghosts. He tries his best to suppress his gift by drinking because that's what he does to like help that's why he's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not working. So he ends up turning to Billy for help. And Billy takes him to like a Alcoholic Anonymous support group. And he becomes his sponsor. So Danny, um, at the anonymous meeting, he befriends one of the doctors there, like the, one of the speakers. Mm-hmm. And the doctor gets him a custodial job at a hospice facility, which is like a hospital for like older people mm-hmm. or like people who have like terminal illnesses where yeah. they, they're going to you go there to die, basically. Mm-hmm. So while Danny is mopping the floors one night, a hospital cat, I forgot what the cat's name is, but he's so freaking cute. And this cat was actually based on a real cat Mm -hmm. that used to sense like when people would like are going to die and pass over. So what this cat does in the movie is he go, he'll go into like a a patient's room and like they know like, okay, that patient's going to die because the cat goes there and he, it's so cute. So Danny ends up going inside and it's an elderly man who confides to him that he knows that he's dying, but he's, he's scared. Mm-hmm. And Danny using like his shining powers, like comforts the man and to the other side. And so like when he does die, mm-hmm. since Danny can like talk to the dead, he's like, see, it's fine. Like everything, you know, mm-hmm. nothing happened. It's really sweet. Yeah. So the older man dubs him as he's like, man, he's like, you're like Dr. Sleep. I was like, oh, okay, beach. That's cute. Mm-hmm. So when Danny arrives home, he so his like a uh, room that he's staying in, one of the walls are like painted like it's a giant chalkboard. Oh cute. And I was like, okay, Tumblr. <sighs> um so he goes home and he sees the word hello written on the on the chalkboard. Mm-hmm. And it's like hello and the O has like a little smiley face. So he's like, okay. So he writes back hi. And we learn that it's um, Abra, the little girl from earlier. Okay. And she, like, is laughing. She's like, okay. So for some reason, they can connect. We then jump to eight years later. So now we're in the present time. Mm -hmm. And Danny is at an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting celebrating eight years of sobriety. Oh, yay. He did it, girl. So Danny is still working at the hospice facility. And he's using his shining to comfort the dying patients. So everything's looking good for him. And the true knot 
are not doing so well. So it's been eight years. They have not been able to feast as um, well as they had hoped for. So a Uh-oh. lot. So they look raggedy as hell. Yeah. The like older um, members in the cult are like really bad, you know. Mm-hmm. And these like the older members have been around since like thousands and thousands of years. Yikes. So they're not doing well. So oh, so the cult decide to kidnap this little boy named Bradley. And they were like, this kid has got, like, he's powerful. And, like, the more powerful you are, the more that they're able to feast on. Mm-hmm. And little Bradley is played by Jacob Tremblay. You know who that is? Like, a very talented actor. No. You ever see The Room? You've never seen The Room with Brie Larson? It's no. about the, oh, girl, you would love it. Really? Yeah. The Room? Yeah. So it's about a mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was, like, a little girl who was, like, kidnapped and, like, assaulted. Um, by like her kidnapper when she was like a teenager uh-huh. or like a little girl and she ends up having a baby but like all she knows is that room so like oh this little God. so this mom and the little boy that's like they've never been outside they don't know anything all they know is like this small ass room and it's so good Ooh. but anyway jacob tremblay it. he's one of the actors he was in that movie good boys remember we saw it in theaters yeah he's the oh, main one okay yeah 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 cutest little kid ever yeah he's so talented okay. yeah anyway i was kind of shook because like they this is like a like a bit, he's like been nominated for an Oscar and stuff like that. And oh shit, yeah, for the room. And so oh, this is like a. I was I never saw him on the promotion or whatever, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what Michael Flanagan wanted to do. He kind of he said he he described it as um like his Drew Barrymore scream moment. Oh, where that's cute. You see, you know, you're like, oh man, that's like a a list actor, mm-hmm. and it's not going to end well for him, right? So, oh my god, that's kind of everything. Yeah. So the one of the um, cult members like opens the van. So he's it, they're at a baseball game and mm-hmm. it's really cute. So Jacob Lloyd, who people OG Shining fans know, he played Danny in the original movie. He's he retired acting after The Shining. That was his only movie he ever did. Okay, yeah. He's like a teacher. Um, he makes a cameo in it. And this was like his first time ever like doing anything since The Shining. That's cute. So anyway, so Bradley is this little boy. He ends up walking home after the game and the cult members find him and they're like hey like why don't you come with us and he's like no i'm okay like fucking weirdos yeah and the annie the snake bite girl who has the like hypno hip hypnotizing powers <laughs> um convinces him to get in the van okay so they take him back to their camp and they pin him down to the ground and like this is this scene is ugly disgusting like i cannot believe that they kept it in the movie um it's really really bad like they pin him down and um rose begins stabbing him like multiple times and like he's screaming and he's like doing his best work like mm-hmm. where's his oscar and the actors like on set were like saying that like they had to like keep stopping because like they were crying because of how like raw and emotional the scene was and it's a really graphic scene mm-hmm. um so finally they murder him and there's blood everywhere and he's like screaming for help he's like mommy help me something oh my god and they end up feasting on his on his steam so while the cult um feeds on bradley abra can actually sense that rose is like killing him she like senses it and she's like telepathically telling him she's like stop it you monster like stop it and like rose is like what the fuck who is that Mm -hmm. so obviously they ignore this bradley dies and this um ends up sending abra into like a manic state and she screams and cries for her parents and then notifies danny about the the murder um, telepathically through like the chalkboard wall. Mm-hmm. And so Danny's at home and then you just uh, in the mirror reflection, you see red rum and it's Ew. a throwback to the, the shining. Yeah. So Rose and another cult member named Crow Daddy. Here we go. 
bury the dead body and she lets him know that they had a looker and explains how lookers have really big steam. Mm -hmm. She's like, that's a really like powerful thing for somebody to do. And this was the biggest that she's ever sensed. So now they're like, we need to find this girl because once we feast on her, like we can feast for like years. Yeah. So while at school, um, Abra looks up like a list of missing children and she sees that Bradley is on it. So she prints out his photo and she's able to like track down where he was murdered. Abra and Rose end up communicating um, and Rose tries to find Abra's whereabouts, but Abra pushes her out. So this ends up scaring Rose and she tells Crow Daddy that they need to find her so that they can get her steam. And Crow Daddy questions this. He's like, wouldn't she, shouldn't, shouldn't we just like turn her because she's so powerful? Like, wouldn't she be like a good asset to our cult? And Rose is like, no way. Like, why would we want anyone with that much power in our cult? So the next day, Abra ends up ditching school and she uses her shining powers to find Danny. She lets him know about the True Not cult and how they killed Bradley and like they took his shine. And she asks for Danny's help with finding him and says that if she can get Bradley's glove, that she can track the cult down and they can, like, put a stop to all this. But he turns her down and tells her to stay as far away from those people as she can and that it's, like, way too dangerous and that he doesn't want to go through that. So then Danny then again is visited by Dick, um, goes from earlier, and he, he hasn't seen him in eight years, so since he's been sober. And Dick convinces Danny to help Abra because he's like, dude, if that cult had found you when you were a little kid, you would be dead. Yeah. So like, why don't you, why don't you help out these kids? Mm-hmm. So Rose is finally able to track down Abra and she like projects her consciousness to Abra's mind. It's a really cool scene. Like the the shots in this movie are so fucking cool. I just kept thinking like if I was high watching this movie, like damn, what a lit ass time. But this ends up being a trap set by Abra. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a smart one, this little girl. And while Rose is in Abra's mind trying to like steal information, and this movie's very like literal with like its symbolism. So like in Abra's mind, she has like a wall of like cabinets and like files filled with like information and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And in Rose's mind, it's because she's been alive for so long, her like cabinet room is like a cathedral and stuff like that so they they, they take the symbolism quite literally Mm -hmm. so while rose is stealing abra's information abra is doing the same and she ends up physically trapping rose's hand in one of the mine cabinets Mm -hmm. which um ends up physically harming rose and like fucks up her hand so um rose projects back into her body and warns the cult about what just happened but then learns that one of the older cult members known as grandpa flick is dying So the cult members gather around Grandpa Flick and watch him die. And then while he dies, they eat his leftover steam. Oh, Jesus. So Danny ends up asking Billy, um, his like, you know, sobriety coach and all that, Mm -hmm. um, if he would like to join him on this journey to find this little girl, which he does. He's like, look, dude, he's like, I'm going to sound super crazy to you. But if I like, I need you to help me. Mm -hmm. And because they're best friends, he's like, yeah, let's do it. So, um telepathically abra leads danny and billy to bradley's buried body and the two dig up the corpse and they like rip off the glove off the corpse and it's like super gross and like nasty Mm -hmm. and then danny and billy end up driving to abra's house finally and this is the first time they actually meet in person and they convince abra to show her dad oh it's kind of funny so abra this whole time is calling danny uncle dan Mm -hmm. because she's like you know you feel like my family because you've known me since i was a little kid so her dad is kind of like who the fuck is this man that you're calling uncle dan and he's like what the hell and like yeah obviously that's creepy right um so he's like you need to show your dad like your powers and like show 
you know, so that I'm not just like taking this little girl on a journey with us. Yeah. Which he does. And, and it's, it's all it's all fine. So they end up devising a plan that they're going to have the cult find Abra on purpose. But mm-hmm. what Abra's going to do is she's going to stay behind at her house. And Danny and Billy are going to drive to like this woodsy area and have Abra project there because they have that kind of magic she got the budget they really do yeah the craft is pissed (laughs) oh yeah seriously that's actually i kind of thought about it the whole time (laughs) um and that way so they would still like sense her presence and see her physically but Mm -hmm. she wouldn't actually be there and then while the cult goes there danny and billy start shooting at all the cult members with like guns one by one and they end up killing like almost half of the cult oh shit and then Snake by Annie is a little harder to kill. And this bitch ends up hypnotizing Danny to fall asleep. And then she ends up having her own gun and she goes to like shoot him. But Billy shoots her first. <laughs> but girl, she right when she's dying, she with her hypnotizing powers, she tells Billy to kill himself. And he <gasps> does. Ew. It was so sad. Holy shit. So oh, no. I know. So Abra, who stayed back home, has been using projection and telepathy to communicate with Danny. And she lets him know that one of the cult members isn't there. She's like, wait, Crow Daddy isn't there. He's missing. Mm-hmm. So like Danny's like looking around. He's like, where can this guy be? And right when she's saying that, Crow Daddy ends up behind Abra at the house. So he he found her and yeah. he ends up injecting her with like this oh. serum to knock her out. Yeah. And uh he ends up killing Abra's dad in the process. So Crow Daddy ends up tying Abra to the back of like the backseat of um the van that he's driving mm-hmm. and then the, he makes his way to Rose. Danny uses his shine to use Abra as like a vessel to communicate with Crow Daddy and he ends up convincing crow daddy to crash into a tree because he's not wearing a seatbelt and then crow daddy's body flies through the the shield of the car and ends up killing him Uh? and rose is like she can sense all of these people dying so she's Uh like fuck that so she ends up consuming all of her leftover steam so what she does is she keeps the steam in like these almost like hydro flasks type thing so whatever she has left that they've been saving for like emergencies she consumes all of it so now all of her wounds are healed and this bitch is stronger than ever and so she's like, all right, bitch, I'm going to fucking kill these motherfuckers. So then Danny and Abra make their way to the Overlook Hotel, knowing that that is the only place that they can Ooh. defeat Rose. So it's mm-hmm. I was so excited. It was like, Ooh, it's like, I don't know. Like, Not it's just really exciting. Like, yeah. the final showdown is going to be at the Overlook Hotel. It was so cool. So they arrive at the hotel and Danny has Abra wait in the car while he goes inside. He's like, I need to do this on my own. Mm-hmm. And he goes to, like, wake up the hotel. Ugh. So he wanders through the empty hotel lobby and he, like, his mind is filled with, like, flashbacks from when he was a kid. So he, like, sees, like, the Grady siblings and a bunch of the ghosts. Ugh. And there's this really, like, awesome reenactment shot of from the first movie where, like, Wendy's being terrorized in the bathroom. And it's, like, shot for shot, like, exactly <gasps> really? what The Shining was. It was really cool. That's awesome. So so Danny ends up making his way to the hotel bar where he talks to Lloyd, the ghost bartender, who mm-hmm. we all know was Jack in The First Shining. And they're kind of having like a heart to heart. And this ghost is trying to coax Danny into drinking again, but he refuses. Good. And then Abra ends up interrupting the conversation. She's like, dude, Rose is here. So the two end up facing off against Rose, like in the Overlook lobby. They're like up the stairs and she's in there. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. Like when she walks into the hotel, she can like... She, like, passes the elevator and, like, the blood comes out. 
Oh, that's cool. Um, and a fun tidbit is it's the exact shot except lower or higher because Rose would be taller than what Danny saw. And like just little stuff like that where oh, I'm just like, damn, like yeah. I would never have thought of that. That's pretty cool. So they end up having a face off and Danny and Abra are able to pull Rose into like Dan's like consciousness in his mind mm-hmm. and it ends up being like the hedge maze. And they try to trap her in one of like those mind boxes from like the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. where he's trapping all his ghosts but she is smart and she overpowers him and escapes the trance and then he ends up stabbing her with the axe that the dad used on them in the first movie he stabs her shoulder and then she is able to block it and she stabs him back and he's like bleeding on the floor and does not look good for him and then she starts rose ends up feeding on his steam and through this she's like seeing all of like the trauma and that the pain that he went through and Steam, she makes a comment earlier in the movie that the more painful um, it is and the more um, scared you are, the more like potent it is. So she's like, oh, you got good steam, girl. You had that childhood trauma. It's same. Oh, my God. (laughs) So then she's like, she's looking at this. She can see all of the boxes in Danny's mind. She's like, what are in these boxes? She's like, oh, I bet there's something good. So she opens them all up. Well, bitch, that was the wrong move because them boxes was full of ghosts. And these are hungry ghosts, too. So the ghosts end up coming out to feed on Rose. And they kill her. And it's a really ugly scene. So it's like the Grady siblings, the like woman from the bathroom, all of these ghosts. And they kill her. And then Mm. um, the spirits end up going after Danny and they possess him. And Mm. it's kind of like a throwback to when Jack gets possessed in the first movie. And he's like going after Abra. Mm -hmm. And um, he goes to go kill her. Uh, but she's able to get through to him because her shining is so powerful. And she's mm-hmm. like, Danny, this isn't you. I know that's not you. Like, get out of there. So Danny and like halfway, like half possessed, half not. He's like, Abra, you need to leave the hotel. You need to like run out of the building. Like, go, go, go. So then Danny ends up going to the broiler room and ends up putting the thing all the way up and burns down the whole the hotel. And he stays behind and he kills himself with the hotel. It was so sad. Oh my god! And she's like watching the whole hotel burn, and it's Aww. kind of like I don't know. It's kind of like like that's such an iconic like piece of like horror history, and to wow. like see it burn down, I was like, damn. Wow. So time passes, and Abra's a little older, and she's in her room, and she's like talking to Danny's spirit, mm-hmm. and they're both kind of like comforting each other and be like, you know, like it's okay, you know, death isn't bad, yeah, and you know we'll be fine, especially since we can communicate you know and stuff like that Mm. and so Abra's like yeah you're right so she ends up going to out her room and she tells her mom about her powers and she's like this is what's going on girl yeah and her mom's kind of like okay let's deal with this and then it ends oh that sounds really good actually and that was Dr. Sleep yeah it was so good like I want to watch it now yeah I kind of like I'm like you I kind of regret not jumping on that yeah me too I wish I had seen it in theaters that sounds spicy as hell yeah it was a fun one Wow. I know. So many hotel stories. We love a good we hotel. We love a good hotel. What's the best hotel you've ever stayed at? I haven't stayed at the Palms, I guess, in Vegas. Okay, bitch. She bougie. Is Can that a bougie? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, the room was nice, yeah. but yeah. Vegas hotels are the best kind of hotels, honestly. Yeah. Like, they're okay. cheap. Yeah. What we paid for, I was like, this is, like, pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite part about staying in a hotel? Um... I don't. I don't know. The Just air, the air conditioning. The That's air, mine. The air conditioning. Girl, I keep it like sixty-two degrees. Oh, it I is Elsa's die. ice palace <laughs> in there, and oh, I love it. No. When was the last time you stayed in a hotel? 
in Vegas. I want to see Gwen Stefani. Oh, yeah. When was that? Last year? Two years ago? Mm, two years ago. Love that for you. Yeah. It was a, it was a Christmas gift. <laughs> remember that? I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, I think the last time I stayed in a hotel, too, was um, last year, March, uh, in Vegas. Mm-hmm. to see mariah carey cute yeah so love- actually no, no newport was- oh you're so right whenever the fuck that was october yeah. mm-hmm. oh, she's a traveling queen <laughs> okay so jen i decided mm-hmm. because we talked about hotels and all of that a little bit and jojo siwa and jojo siwa um i thought it would be fun to take a quiz because this is our second stephen king movie that we've covered yeah i think so yeah carrie and then yeah and this little bitch um i wanted to do what stephen king character matches your personality oh no so i thought that would be fun i think you should take it you want me to because take it? you're like the stephen king i mean like you like carry a lot i think you should take it okay so you want me to yeah so you want to ask the me. questions okay yeah, 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 yeah okay so what's the name of this quiz again I don't know. Oh, okay. It, I just have the question. Which um, Stephen King character matches your personality? Yeah. So Jen's going to ask me some questions. Yeah, I think Eddie should do it because he likes to carry a lot. It just makes okay. sense. Okay. Let's do it. Choose your favorite candy to get a wild trick-or-treating. Ooh. Starburst, mm-hmm. M&M's, mm-hmm. Snickers, Skittles, Ooh. Reese's Cups, Ooh. Milky Ways. Ooh. I love all of those. Um, <sighs> that was I'm hard. Stressed. I can't do it. Forget it. <laughs> Um, I think Starburst, especially Starburst? like a pink and red pack. Mm-hmm. Bitch. Oh, okay. Elite. Okay, choose the word that best describes your personality: kind, optimistic, easygoing, Mm-mm. realistic, Mm-mm. intelligent, Mm-mm. funny. Um. Okay. None of those. <laughs> if you had to pick one. <laughs> oh, I don't, you're funny. Yeah, I'm funny. Funny. Yes. Choose a horror movie poster that gives you the heebie-jeebies. Ooh. So you have to look at these. Okay. So we have, just so people know, yes. Saw, Alice, Sweet Alice. Never heard, Never of, heard her. of her. Um, Brain Dead, The Evil Dead, The Descent, and Us. Ooh. Pick one. Okay, so this is a poster that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Honestly, I gotta go with Us. Yeah. Like, that poster is fucking creepy. Yeah, okay, Us. And also beautiful at the same time. Mm-hmm. Peter Nyong'o, girl. Choose a color that best matches your aura pink red not an option <gasps> i know red blue green purple orange black in case um, you forgot what colors I, yeah like. i honestly don't remember <laughs> um i guess matches my aura. that's a pretty green but I'm not- that is a pretty green and you know what i've been on like the green train lately because um for taylor swift specific reasons mm-hmm. i think i'm gonna go with green green yeah, I like that green. That's a nice green. Okay. It's like a forest green. Uh-oh. Oh, bitch. Have we done? No. Oh. Choose a novel that was absolutely not written by Stephen King. Oh. These books are all not written by him. The okay. first one is already. You're going to. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, not written by Stephen King. Charlotte's Web. Oh, Evie White. Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, love that one. Good Night Moon. Mm-hmm. The Little Prince. The Giving Tree. Oh, I love all of these books. So I have to wait. What is it? Choose a novel that was absolutely not written by Stephen King. Okay, so I mean, obviously, I want to go with Harry Potter right. and the Sorcerer's Stone. But honestly, another book that I had a really good connection with is The Little Prince. Okay, I love that little fucker. So he did not write this book. He did not choose an everyday thing that is wildly creepy for no reason. That is what? That is wildly. Oh, oh, sorry, wildly creepy for no reason. Okay. A big uncovered window at night. Oh, that's creepy. (laughs) 
a group of children singing. Ugh, anytime. An empty playground. This is all These creepy. are good, yeah. yeah. A Ouija board sitting alone on a table. I mean, that's a little on the nose. A cat meowing at nothing. Never. A forest. That's it. <laughs> okay. Um, a forest is not creepy because yeah. Taylor Swift is right. right and Evermore and right. folklore. I gotta go with the kids. Like, they don't even gotta be singing. A group of singing, singing children. Ooh, that's okay. ugly. Yeah. And finally, choose Ooh. your favorite horror movie villain. I can't. I can't. We have Candyman. Oh, I love him. Ooh, Jason Voorhees. Ooh. Friday the 13th. The Xenomorph from Alien. Oh, Alien. I've never seen Alien. I always forget. I know. Leatherface Ugh. or our fave. Who's our fave? Ghostface. Oh my God. Okay. I love all of these bitches. I know. Damn. Okay. This is a cute quiz. This is cute. <sighs> I, I, I know it's Leatherface. I got a connection with because he does drag. Um, fuck, but Freddy Krueger, he's so fucking nasty, dude. But also Ghostface, bitch. Okay, but also which Ghostface? There's so many of them. Um, the OG Scream. OG Scream. I feel like for us, he will Matthew always have Lillard. a. Yeah, you got to go with you got to go with Ghostface in our first episode. You know? Yeah, true that. Okay. <laughs> Where am I, bitch? Have you seen Misery? <gasps> bitch, no. I'm fucking Eddie fucking Wilkes. I would be Kathy Bates fucking kidnapping Ga- Gaga and Taylor Swift. When you <laughs> love something, who, buddy, do you really love it? <gasps> oh my god, drag! You're passionate, determined, and not afraid to really sledgehammer home your point in an argument. Okay, wait. That was scary accurate. This bitch is me, like, dead ass. I know. She's like, I'm your biggest fan. Like, mm-hmm. bitch. I know. Wait, that is crazy. I know. Okay, well, guys, this BuzzFeed quiz was everything. We'll it post really it cute. on the Instagram because yeah. you got to take it. It's good. Oi. Oh, okay, cute. well, that was fun. Oh, my God. I, are real... we going to talk about what we're doing? Oh. Wait, I know. I have a story about oh. James Caan since he's in Misery. Okay. Do you know this story? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know this the story. The bowling alley story? No. I think I told... I don't know. Okay. Maybe you did. Okay. One night, I worked at a bowling alley for mm-hmm. a long time. I was a manager at a bowling alley. It was kind of like a lucky strike, kind of mm-hmm, like a high mm-hmm. end, like whatever. So it was bowling, food, all that shit. These group of kids come in, like typical, like rich kids, you know, like, like walking with like an attitude. They think they own the place. They do. And this guy comes in and he's like, um, slams his wallet on the table on the counter in front of oh, me. What kind of wallet? A little cheap Volcom wallet. Okay, bitch. He's like, I want to get the private room. Private room is for, you have to book it in advance. There's no, like, you can't walk in and get it, you know? Oh, okay. And, I, and like, um, he t- asked for a manager and I was like, how can I help you? He's like, yeah, I want to get the private room for me and my friends. And I'm like, oh, it's not an option to book to the party. The booking, the booking department's not just like a walk-in deal. You can't just fucking come in and get it. Okay. And then he's just like, well, I want to rent it out right now. So I'm like, well, you can't, so... And he's like, do you know who my dad is? My dad is the dad from Elf. And he walks away. No, he did not. Yes. And I was like, and he walked away. And I'm like, of all the movies. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's the movie that you go with. I mean, be it, Elf is iconic. Yeah, and Ron was there. And he was like, did he say from Elf? And he's like, does he mean James Conn? I'm like, there's no way. He left. Okay, he left. Mm -hmm. He forgot his wallet. This dumb bitch. His ID. It's less than Ken. Yeah. Oh, my god that's my james like buddy you could have said godfather yeah you could have said misery like yeah he went with elf my dad is a dad from elf so yeah and just and just walked to his little friends and his How friends you were like, laughing his face 
I don't know. Because he was just, like a kid. I was just like. Mm. like, yeah, okay. And you could just tell he was like the runt of the family. So. Oh, love that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's everything. But that's that iconic. Was that. Yeah, it was kind of great. Oh, my God. Well, mm-hmm. I would have been obsessed. I would have been like, bitch, yes, you can come <laughs> in. I'll buy you the private room. Jen, do it. Yeah, but that was that. Well, that was fun. Well, anywho, it's a great episode. Mm-hmm. We are actually going to do a little field trip after recording. We're actually going to yeah. go pass by. Obviously, we can't do anything. But, right. Uh, we're going to go try and look at the Cecil Hotel in person. I don't think I've ever even seen it in person. Yeah, it's been all a bit. I think, but I think the original like painting on the side is still there. That where it says, says the, the Cecil. Yeah, oh. I think that LA won't let them remove it because it's like like the historic yeah. landmark. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. So we're going to take a little little visit. Oh my gosh. To beautiful downtown LA. Yes. At 10 p.m. at night. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. As Next. always. Oh, okay. Ariana's in the studio. Not anymore. Oh yeah, I forgot. They don't even sing that fucking song. Sorry, you're right. Okay, sing some short bitch, some short hair bitch song. I don't know any. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, true, I guess. Um, I'm my own brand now. Okay. She's rebranded She's just like branch- the Cecil Hotel. Oh, the stay on, stay on Main. Stay on Main. All right, guys. Yes, thank you guys. Again, follow us all over. Jojo Siwa, thank you for sponsoring <laughs> yeah, us. Thank you so much. Can you imagine Jojo Siwa sponsored us? Hey, you guys. Oh, you guys are lesbian. <laughs> With her bows. We love Ugh, her. Love her. Okay, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye.